Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we've got pro BMXer Jace Cunning. It's going to be a little different. We're going to step outside of land for a little bit. We're going to talk about motivation, marketing yourself, building a business. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have property that you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check out the website. It's www.pluminvestmentgroup.com. Happy Wednesday. Hey, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm loving it. We got Jace here today, and I'm super stoked for this. I, I know you're super <laughs> super stoked. It's, I, I, it's like living your living your dream right here. My, it is. It's you know my childhood dream was I used to ride with a bunch of pro BMXers when I used to ride when I was 16, 17, 18, and then getting to meet a kid that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get to you in a second, Jay. So I I don't want you to be too nervous, but I want to tell this story like getting my son back into racing and watching those videos. On, you know, you're watching YouTube and you start to see the pro riders and you're wanting them showing, hey, these are the best in the world. And I kept hearing this certain thing when a guy would take whole shot. They say Aussie, 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 and I was like wow, man, this guy's badass. He's going good. And then I'm sitting at the track next to the kid, and I don't even know it's him. So, Jace, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome to the show. Yeah, first of all, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, How long you've been racing? Where are you from? Because our, our listeners are going to know that's accents not from Texas. No, it's not from Texas. I've spent some time here, but I'm from Sunshine Coast in Australia, and I started racing about 14 years ago. Uh-huh. I was a motocross racer. That's what my dad did. And uh-huh. then I went to the BMX track one night, Watched my friend race. I bought a bike that night, uh-huh. started the next day, and haven't looked back since. Wow. Still going. So as a pro BMX rider in Australia, how do you end up in the United States racing? Well, basically, since I started, the United States has been like the pinnacle of the sport, and this is where everyone wants to come. Mm-hmm. So I basically, from when I was 14 years old, I started working, saved up, and I made my first trip here in 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. I came over for three months to get some experience and I got absolutely smoked. Okay. I had no chance of competing with the guys I was racing against, but then I've come back a few years since then and then I've always wanted to do a complete USA BMX season and this was the first year I did it and it's been awesome. Okay. Well, tell us how you've done. So I think I've done 15 races so far this year. Okay. I've got 12 wins, a second and two thirds. So I haven't finished off the podium yet, which is good. So hopefully I can finish the season like that in these next two very cool man have you raced justin that's the that's <laughs> no the i haven't i watched him race the other day but i've, that's, I've okay, never let, raced him let's hear it uh, what he do you wa- think for an old 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 man because he's twice <laughs> your age three times your age how's he do to be honest when i seen him on the bike he did a lot better than i expected because <laughs> he's wearing dad shorts <laughs> I, I and, a, and open yeah i won you won open. i beat i beat the missouri state champion in the gold cup number one for the female class <laughs> But did he did he look like a dad? Did he have an open face helmet on? Yeah, yeah. he just had like the <laughs> helmet. That mountain bike, yeah, head. the mountain bike helmet. Yeah, it's part of my it's part of my mo because I don't want people to think I'm okay at it. Mm-hmm. So if you had some advice to give Justin, would it be to look more like a BMX racer or? No, I think I think being <laughs> different's cool. Okay, I liked right. it. All right, awesome. So you've gotten to travel the world racing, you know, essentially a, a BMX bike. 
but part of that is there's some business side to that as becoming a pro rider. So what is some of the stuff that you've had to start focusing on as a as a pro BMX rider that, you know, to increase maybe your brand or or what you do for your business as, you know, as as Jace? Yeah. I mean, this last like 18 months has been a big change because before that I rode for one team for eight years. Okay. And so I had one team manager that managed all of my sponsors and I didn't really have to do anything. I just rocked up and rode my bike. Mm-hmm. And then that team changed owners, so I left. And then I decided with my dad and my mom that I wanted to go solo Mm -hmm. and manage myself and get my own sponsors and not ride for a team. Wow. So when I did that, like what you said, everything changed. I had to have a business perspective on the sport, Mm -hmm. look at how I could market myself towards sponsors, make myself like worthy of sponsors so that I could give that sponsor a return on investment Mm -hmm. and show my appreciation for them investing in me and helping me live my dream and travel the world. So a lot of it did change like mid last year and like the social media point of stuff Mm -hmm. like changed a lot. I put a lot of effort into that. When I'm in Australia, like I'm on TV a fair bit in papers and always just trying to give back to that sponsor and yeah. Awesome. So you want to, we'll have you plug your sponsors at the end of the show, but you know, what has been the biggest eye-opening piece of that business mindset shift for you? Just like understanding the way a business is run and why they do sponsor people. I okay. think a lot of people in the sport just expect to be given stuff for free and or given money and that, but they don't actually like see the business point of view mm-hmm. and they don't see that they got to give something back to that sponsor. So I think just understanding the businesses and understanding what their thought process is behind choosing a rider and who they want to sponsor and put their money into, mm-hmm. I think just understanding that's been the biggest eye-opener. Mm-hmm. So does a lot of that come from like, social media or instagram and so how do you really get yourself out there what goes on behind the scenes yeah a lot of it is on social media like i try and put out a fair bit of stuff on instagram like videos for the kids to watch and then i have a fair few youtube videos that i've made and i have a filmer in new zealand that makes videos for me because that's what he does as a job and i think in 2014 we made a video and it ended up getting like over a hundred thousand views and it went pretty crazy so I mean, just stuff like that and always trying to push myself to like grow my audience so that then it can grow the audience of my sponsors. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, we preach this be everywhere kind of mentality with mm-hmm. your marketing and it kind of sounds like what you're doing, right? So, cause I'm, I'm over here thinking, go, well, how, how can our listeners learn, pick up something from this, right? But so it's kind of the same thing. You're having to put yourself and be out there everywhere, right? Yeah. All over social media, making videos, making great videos, making great posts. It's same with our listeners, right? They've got land that they got to sell. They need to be everywhere with it. You know, being on Facebook, Instagram, making videos, doing whatever you need to do to really push it and build that. Same for you, build your personal brand, but they need to build their real estate brand, be done the same way. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of it has to do with relationships and building relationships at the track as well. So like, I think last year I went to one of my sponsors and they gave me a heap of product and then I'd go to the track and give like t-shirts and hats to kids Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and just become friendly with the kids so that they can relate to you and always come up and talk to you and they don't feel like, I mean, like they don't stand back and be like, oh, he's the pro. I can't go up and talk to him. So I try and make myself like accessible and like that with kids. So you're just building that customer services really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, make- I see a lot of people, I think they try and act too cool and then the kids get get scared of that. So I try and 
Yeah. yeah be I deal, friendly I, with them. I deal with that all the time when I'm out walking around. People are just like, oh, there's <laughs> animals. <laughs> no, they don't. There's not one person in the world does that. But I, I will attest to this because there, there's a there's a strange phenomenon about that. When we were at the, we were sitting at the track next to him, there was like three or four guys, and they ranged from like 19 or 20. One of the guys might have been your age. You, you're 22, yeah. right? Okay, so one of the guys, he was talking about being in college. So within your age range, and then his girlfriend and then another kid, and they were whispering back and forth because they wanted to see you kind of race the local the local track pro or the local expert there, I guess. Right. And but they were scared to talk to you about it, and like right. they're just kind of whispering, looking back, and kind of this awe moment. So to see you break down that you know that that barrier and, and reach out to the kids, that's I mean that's part of paying back to your community, and that's awesome to hear. Yeah, exactly. My dad's very big on that, so he's always pushed me to be like that, and. I mean, like, I used to be scared of it because I'd almost be just as scared to talk to the kids as they were to talk to me. So it's good to finally be used to that and, yeah, awesome. talk to them all the time. So because of that, you know, you're a pro athlete, but in reality, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself more as a business, more of an entrepreneur, or are you still like, uh, you know, I'm a pro athlete? Like, can you talk about that? No, I, I definitely do. Like, there's definitely business points of what I do, like the marketing and all that and just like holding myself accountable and that type of thing because now that I do manage myself with my sponsors and stuff like if I don't wake up in the morning and do my emails and do all that kind of stuff no one's going to do it for me so I feel like that side of it business and then once I go to the gym or sprint training or to the track then that's my athlete side so I try I separate them Mm. and like I see one more as work and then one more as like enjoy it and enjoy the sport but Mm. yeah I definitely see both sides of it It yeah it kind of sounds like difference between your day job and like having your business right because a lot of people that listen to this they have day jobs so they have, yep. they get up in the morning they respond to emails they come home at night they respond to emails they build their brand during the day essentially they're doing their track rides and yep. workouts right yeah so i think a lot of people can relate to that because you've got to go back and forth and you got to put in the effort 24 7 basically yeah that's it so let's if you travel in the world what's been like your favorite memory that you are the favorite favorite moment you had or an aha moment like man this is real life what what has that been for you I think there's been a few, like especially this year, living okay. in the US, like most of the year and tra- traveling like around for the USA season. I I think there's like three tracks that I've watched DVDs on since I was like seven mm-hmm. and getting like rolling up to them tracks and seeing where they are located and racing on them is like, it was just crazy. And I'm like, I'm really doing this right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nice. That's cool to hear that you hear a pro athlete like still get stoked about little pieces of their, their passion that you have. And that's, yeah. that's awesome to see. Did I hear Justin tell me before that you're something to do with Olympics, like training for Olympics or anything? Or am I making that up? Uh, my plan is a 2024 Olympics. Very cool. Yeah. So how, how does so, that work? Um, there's a lot that goes okay. into it. There's, like, right. um, there's heaps of different qualifying things you got to do and races in Australia and Europe and America. So there's a lot that goes into it, but the plan's definitely 2024 in France. Very cool. So what's one key takeaway you do to differentiate yourself from your other riders that are sponsored by your sponsors? Like, what do you do different to add value to them or to differentiate yourself with that other athlete? Like I said earlier, I try and I try and do extra like them what they ask on social media, really okay. give as much as I can. And then when I'm at the track, I try and be there for the kids. If kids come up and ask for tips, I'll always give them the time of day, whether I'm racing or not. Mm-hmm. Like I'll always be there and do that. And I think that, is a difference because I see a lot of pros um, push the kids away on race day because they're focused. But I have a good balance, I think, between being able to talk to people and chill and then once I'm on the start hill, that's when I get in my zone and focus. So I think I give a lot more time to people around the track on race day and at practice and stuff like that. Okay. 
How much work do you think is not seen by the general public and like what you actually do all encompassing, whether you're training or your business side? What What is it? If you had to give somebody some advice, hey, if you're going to be a pro athlete, you got to be prepared for this. What would that be? Yeah, well, I mean, it really comes down to being like a 24-hour job. Like you, it's nonstop from like everything you do from training to food to recovery, like all that stuff. So I think on social media, they probably don't even see 10% of what goes into it. Okay. Like... They don't see me on my laptop doing the emails, talking to sponsors, booking flight, managing all that stuff. And then when I go in and I'm in the gym and doing sprint training and like I think I train like 10 to 14 times a week. Wow. And I mean, people probably see me at the track three times a week. So that's nothing really. Wow. Imagine that. So if you took that work ethic and you put it into the land business and you said 10 to 14 times a week, you're doing something that is not actually executing something in land, but learning about your niche or learning about your your business and whatever that may be, whether it's motivational, whether it's educational. And then only three days a week, you're actually doing what you are a pro athlete in doing. So that's yeah. the professional. I mean, that, that to me is like the biggest piece that a lot of people miss in business and in life is that there's other, in, other things involved in in this stuff other than just doing the execution piece of what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing with BMX as well. Like we can train for months at a time for one race. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't execute on that one day, you essentially don't get paid. So <laughs> it's like, we put all these hours into it. Like I train almost five, six hours a day. Wow. And it comes down to one thirty second lap at the end of the day. So I guess me riding once a week is not going to get me pro anytime soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your old bones aren't going to get you pro anytime soon. <laughs> I, I told... Uh, I told Jessica for next year, I'm planning on, because you in BMX, you have cruiser that's open to anybody in any level expert, and then you have expert level, so you have, or you have different class levels, so you have novice, intermediate, expert. Um, I don't know if that's different in Australia or not, but so I told her that I was going to ride cruiser up until about a month before the Grands next year, then I was going to go back to class and race novice, like old man novice class, and go for the win and see if I could, if I could win the uh, national number one for like old man novice and see how it goes. I'd get me a number one plate. Yeah, get you that big six-foot trophy. Yeah, so I could be cool. Yeah. No, in Australia, we only have expert. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just one class. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's kind of... So when you came over here, you came over as an expert and got smoked the first time? I came straight over as pro. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. So I went pro at 17, and that was the first race I did in the US. Wow. So you've been a pro for five years now? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. So what's the... the, We're coming up to the end of the season for you, so what does it look like for you to finish up the season and head back to Australia? Yeah, so we've got the two races left. We've got the race of champions and the grand. So okay. hopefully they go well and I can... I mean, my my goal is to win them. So we'll see how that goes. But then I head back to Australia and then I'm doing the first four World Cups next year, okay. which are all in Australia. And then depending on how they go, the plan is to go to Holland after that and wow. race there. And then I'll probably come back to the US and do the stint that I did this year in like Nashville, Rockford, Utah, Pittsburgh. Wow and then do elite in that and see how I can go. So it's, it's you know, just like any entrepreneur is already planning 2020, you've got 2020 lined out, and you're putting in the work that nobody sees to execute it. So that's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, pretty well. Already planning all my training and schedules and all that wow. stuff already. Awesome. Well, if you had one piece of advice for a listener that may have a kid that's an athlete or looking at their business, what what piece of advice would you give them? I think my biggest piece of advice is just do what you're passionate about. and always commit i think a lot of people question me and ask me how i've like come over here and lived here this year like people back in australia and i'm like you just got to want something and just commit one day because like 
you don't need a plan necessarily. If you just start, mm-hmm. you'll figure it out from there. And But a lot of people just get scared of that first commitment. And I'm like, you just got to do it and it'll all fall together eventually. I like it. We say that all the time. Yeah. So many people want to do it. They just don't commit to it and keep going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Good. All right, guys. So hopefully uh, you enjoyed that show and you learned you're not that much different from a pro BMX rider. When you're building your business, they go through a lot of the same things. And uh, make sure you look them up. What's your Instagram? I think everything's just Jace Cunning. All right, look him up. Follow him. He's, he's going to be uh, killing it around the world. And We want to let him have time to his sponsors. I mean, that's why wow. he's here. Let him, let him plug his sponsors. So I got Speco BMX, Avian, Seven Gear, Ethica. Uh, I have a few Australian companies that support me. Carter's Transport, Carter Earthworks, Hayden's Floor Coverings, and Mitram Industries. Nice. Right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yep. No problem, man. We appreciate it. Uh, and if you go follow him, then go follow us. Casual Patties REI, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And... Also, do us a favor, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it, and we'll see you Friday. See you Friday, guys.